Welcome to Relaunch, the real estate podcast focused on helping you find your success in real estate. My name is Lauren Cooper. I am an active real estate sales representative just north of Toronto, Canada. The whole purpose of this podcast is to bring you actionable content by interviewing the best of the best in this business, helping to take you from zero to hero in your real estate career. Hey, this is Lauren Cooper with another episode of Relaunch. That is Real Estate Launch with Drew McIntosh. Hello, Drew. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here, my man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your business as it is today? Today, yeah. Uh, so Drew McIntosh uh, with North Group uh, Real Estate. Um, I am the expansion partner for Barry and Aurelia. And we're operating, yeah, in Barry and Aurelia with Keller Williams Experience. Um, and yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy last month and a bit with big changes, but, uh, yeah, we're almost, I'm, I'm four and a half years in the business. Um, got licensed March, 2014 and, and now we're, uh, we're taking off like a rocket ship. So it's good. Fantastic. So uh, Barry Aurelia, that's all North of Toronto, about an hour North, uh, hour and a half North of Toronto area, Toronto proper for those that are elsewhere in North America and don't really know if you have any referrals going in that direction, then, uh, send them Drew's that's way. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're without traffic. We're an hour and a half to, uh, to Toronto from Aurelia, uh, with traffic, we can be up to three hours. Right. So yeah. On, on those days where everyone's going up to the cottage. That's it. Fantastic. All right. So let's get started. Let's paint me a picture of kind of who you were before real estate. What were you doing and, and what led you to real estate as a career? Oh, man. Loaded question. Uh, before <laughs> real estate, um, I kind of did a little bit of everything. So um, out of high school, went to Royal Military College, uh, went there for one year, realized quickly that was not for me, uh, took a year off and then went to Georgian College to take golf. Um, golf degree program. That's what I was going to be was a director of golf. Realized quickly that uh, lot, not a lot of money in golf. Um, <laughs> Unless you're uh, Tiger rather, Woods or someone like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I realized I'd rather play golf. Um, so flipped everything over to a business diploma for uh, uh, just business marketing. And then got a job right out of school um, in construction because it paid better than the jobs in marketing. Um through there, uh, worked as a, as a mason uh, for an apprenticeship, then got hired back to the company I was originally with as a junior site super. And then uh, the big kind of aha was they, uh, they asked me to move out to Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Edmonton was just never in the cards um, for me. But so I, got, I jumped into real estate because um, I'd always wanted to, but never had the, uh, you know, the cojones to, to jump into to sales. Uh, commission only it's scary so during that six month time it was pretty scary because we we're getting married in September so there wasn't a lot of extra money to, to save up for for real estate but um, luckily we did you know we saved as much money as we possibly could knowing that real estate would be a little bit scary at first um, jumped into real estate yeah March 2014 there was no teams in my area so there was never an option to kind of start on a team um, so I was kind of jump in the deep end and sink or swim. Um, the day I got licensed was a Friday and got a call from somebody saying, I hear you got your license. Uh, I want you to list my house on Monday. And so I kind of got a little bit lucky, listed their house on Monday, double-ended it Thursday. And I was like, wow, this is easy, right? <laughs> and this, um, I'm assuming, was friends or family? Yeah, it was uh, uh, my wife's cousin. Um, 
they had my wife's cousin's friend. So they had their house listed with another agent. A um, little bit unlucky on timing. They had it listed kind of from December to, to March. Um, so not the best time necessarily. But yeah, I went in there and they had done kind of just photos on their phone and, you know, pretty minimal stuff. So I said, you know what, let me hire a photographer. Um, again, taking a chance on some, I'd never paid anyone. I, I, I had no money coming in, but let's just do it. And uh, I put the property everywhere I could possibly think of. Um, and we ended up finding the buyer through Kijiji, which has actually been the worst place ever to put properties for me in terms of lead generation or any kind of uh, marketing. But it worked that time. And um, yeah, I was like, wow, this is easy, right? Like, you know, I just made, you know, a quick $7,000 or I think it was, yeah, I was like, by the time my commission split was paid out, it was $7,000. Um, I was like, well, why didn't I, why didn't I do this four years ago? Um, and then all of a sudden you realize, that doesn't happen every week, right? Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately it doesn't. So um, I would say I kind of survived uh, my first year. So, you know, I did 13 deals my first year um, between April 1st and December. So I had made, I think I made $78,000 my first year. And so by the time I paid out, you know, Century 21, who I was with at the time, um, and my marketing, and all, I was probably making... 50 something um so it's pretty good right and i had a way better life than i was like on the road in construction and stuff like that so um it was it was a it was a win for me um i wanted to kind of come out the same as what i was making the year before and i was making a little bit less but i was home every night so it was a huge win uh the biggest thing i did though was in november of my first year is i took a joshua smith course um and I'm sure you know who Joshua Smith is, lots of podcasts, GSD mode, and it was a, a 12-week course, and it was like a, okay, now we have a little bit of a playbook to, to go off of. Um, How did you find him? Wheel, just, just through going Google? through videos on YouTube yeah. or something? Yeah, YouTube videos. Um, you know, it was a lot of, not a lot of uh, support for me, um, so it was a lot of uh, go find out yourself. That's what you do. You're by yourself. So... I would just Google things and all of a sudden I was like, okay, let's go on YouTube and how do I run a Facebook ad? So I'd watch a, a video on Facebook ads and then naturally YouTube will like link you to the next video down the rabbit hole. And I was watching uh, Ben Osterveld, uh, who's out in uh, Edmonton. And then I was watching some of his videos and, linked, and also I saw Joshua Smith and I watched a couple of Joshua Smith's videos and it was just like straight fire. Like it was, the information has come out that just his energy, his intention was insane. So I was like, you know what? Jump in, invest, invest in yourself, invest in, uh, in your business, um, which was scary. I mean, to spend, you know, over a thousand dollars on a course that you don't know if there's going to be results, that's scary. But, um, you know, as a new agent, as one of the best things I did was, uh, was took some training, um, because we don't have it all figured out. Right. And, and some think we do. <laughs> a lot of people are willing to kind of um, share, um, as you know. Um, but I think that's why I, I am so willing to share is because no one shared with me. Um, so I love sharing. I love, I'm the most transparent person you'll, you'll ask if you want to know how much money I make to the dollar. I have no problem sharing that. Um, if you want to know what I do to run a Facebook ad, I'll, I'll tell you every single thing I do in my business. Because at the end of the day, most agents aren't going to do it. Um, and, and if they do, 
awesome. And I'm just going to do it even better then. Right. So, um, I don't look at competition from a scarcity standpoint. I look at it as like, okay, it's time to level up and make ourselves even better. So let's talk about that a little bit. When you first got in, you said you were in a Century 21 office uh, in your area in Aurelia. So what was day one like for you other than that call after that came and went? How did you generate any other business? Uh, Open houses. Um, So I I did open houses for anyone and everyone. Um, I didn't have any listings other than that first one. And because I'd watched a bunch of stuff on like YouTube and I'd just, just jump in, be, be available. Um, I did duty. Um, and I was the first person to like any duty that came up, like I was on that like right away. Um, so I was in the office. Um, I felt there was a couple other agents that started around the same time as me and they became very complacent very quickly. So I know I'm just going to work from home today. Well, I have nothing really going on in the office. So I'll just, I'm going to stay home or, you know, today I'm going to take a day off. Like, I wasn't going to take a day off for the first you know, year kind of thing. That was my mentality. If I had nothing going on in the office, I'm just going to go to the office and sit in kind of an open area and work and just listen to real estate going on around me. Um, there's nothing more motivating than hearing everyone else busy and you're not busy. Um, so I, I'm an office person. I love to be in the office. Um, I just, for me, there's too many distractions at home. So the big kind of lead generation things I was doing, open houses, definitely. Um, and then I started kind of playing with Facebook a little bit and just kind of seeing what that was about. Um, but, but in reality it was, uh, it was open houses and then just calling as many people as I could to let them know that I was in real estate. So these are Um, people that you are already connected with in your social spheres and, and family and such, right? Totally. Yeah. And I mean, and just posting organically on Facebook, um, obviously things have changed a lot in Facebook world in the last, you know, four years, even the last four months, but, um, just being okay with letting people know, like, you know, that you're doing this. Um, people don't know what they don't know. Right. So, um, don't assume someone, someone knows that you're in business. I had some of my best friends, but when did you get in real estate? I'm like, ah, about a year and a half ago. Right. I'm like, okay, obviously I did a bad job telling you that I was in real estate. Um, so yeah, just organically letting everyone know it, it seems so simple, but, um, people naturally want to help you, um, especially if they're in your sphere, right? So calling them and be like, Hey John, just wanted to let you know, uh, I just got my real estate license. I'm really, stu- like, I'm really excited about helping, uh, all my clients out and, and, and building that database. Um, if you have anyone or you're thinking about anyone that, you know, is looking to buy or sell, well, you know, the script, right? So, right. um, they naturally are like, oh my God, that's amazing. You know, definitely if I have anyone, all you're doing is starting a conversation. The next time real estate comes up, they're probably already going to be thinking about you and be like, wow, you know, uh, my neighbor Drew just got his license. He's the nicest guy in the world. Oh my, like, he's just amazing. He shovels my driveway sometimes. Whatever it is that you do for that person that you talk to, they want to help you like get to the next level. Um, I think also like let let other realtors in your office know that you're in this to to do well. Like you're not just kind of in there as a floater. Um, and they they will call you. Hey, I want my client wants to open up this weekend, and I can't do one. Would you want to do one for them? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So be that kind of go-to person to just you know don't say no um, to anything in the first year. And then eventually you have to say no to way more things than saying yes. Right. Once you you realize what the opportunities actually are. For sure. Right. But, um, I was just like, I had like four or five people be like, Hey, I want to like, like we should partner up. I'm like, 
I don't even know what I'm doing yet, but like, it sounds like, sure, let's partner on something. I don't know. And then you end up kind of figuring out, like, maybe that wasn't a good partnership, but um, there's no better way to learn than to, to fail. And I don't call it failing, but you fail forward, right? So as long Absolutely. as you're learning, you learn a lot, you learn a lot more from your failures than you do your successes. Definitely. A lot of takeaways there. Definitely one being you can't be successful as a secret agent. So you have to let everybody know that you're in the totally. business. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's three things. They want to they be able to, they got to know you like you trust you, right? And they can't like you and trust you if they don't know you. So, <laughs> That's a good you know, start. Don't be a secret agent. <laughs> it is, right? So don't be a secret agent. Love it. All right. So you're in there your first year. Uh, do you remember how many transactions you did your first year? 13 in my first calendar, like the April to December. So in 2014, I did 13. Okay. And the year after? Uh, the year after was 24, but my GCI more than doubled. So it, that's some very steady growth there. What changed between year one to year two? Uh, a few things. So I left Century 21 um, in in March of my basically my second year. So I, basically at, a, at year one anniversary i left um nothing to do with century 21 necessarily it was kind of the agents that had all left at the same time so we had um century 21 and barry was looking to buy the aurelia one so everyone left the aurelia one to go to barry before it all happened and i just i didn't want to be a follower just kind of follow these top agents around um so i, I moved over to remax um both brokerages are great to me i have nothing but positive things to say about both but remax just allowed me uh, there's more top producers there. So um, I was more comfortable in my own skin. So after a year, you, you just kind of, you get out there and you start, the Joshua Smith thing was definitely a big thing that took me from 13 to 24 because you got a little bit more systemized, um, a little bit more like do this, do this. You know, I had a listing presentation. Uh, I didn't have that my first year. I just kind of went and like, hey, I'm Drew. Let's sell this, right? So, uh, so was it a whole system that you, you took from him? Was it a complete thing or was it just his open house course? What was it? So if I wasn't a super high eye and wanted to do everything and then did nothing, I would have taken his entire course and playbook and just moved forward. And I'd probably be like the baddest agent in the world in terms of like bad as and good. Right. But, um, I just, uh, I struggled with implementation. So I would grab like one or two things here and there and, and kind of just plug them in. Um, but open up strategy for sure. Um, you know, scripts, I, I learned what a script was. I just, I was like so against scripts from day one because I didn't want to be a robot and just right. Um, I'm a people person, right? Like let's connect. And then from there we'll build a relationship. Whereas, you know, you can just take the script for what it is. You maybe not say it exactly how it's written and make it your own, but I wasn't even willing to do that. So lots of those different things, um, scripts, open houses, having a listen presentation, having a buyer consultation, um, and just, yeah, like still willing to do whatever somebody wanted. Um, but and just listening to the right people more than everyone. So listening to less people uh, more often than listening to everyone. So um, you find your kind of you find your tribe. Um, and I had a few agents that I could just bounce ideas off. My brokers were phenomenal. Um, within 30 minutes, I'd have an answer on something. It wasn't like a two days later, your broker's getting back to you kind of idea. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, 13 to 24, I think. But my GCI went from 78 to 163. So. Uh, you know, I didn't double the transactions, but I went to a little bit of a higher price point. So. Yeah, that's fantastic. So in terms of having uh, other realtors to talk to, were they all within your office or were they were they out there spread around? And how did you go about introducing yourself to them or making that connection? 
Yeah, so I found like one or two in my office that I could kind of, you know, cling to. Um, but again, they were super willing to help out, um, but not willing to kind of give their secrets of the trade, right? So right. Um, a little bit of an older demographic in our office, so they're a little bit more private in terms of like, no, 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 this is my secret sauce. I can't tell you what it is, right? Um, we're going to uh, to real estate um, conventions or real estate uh, training opportunities and finding people from different markets. Um, I find a lot of people from different markets are more willing to share because they're not worried about, there's no scarcity there, right? They don't so, feel as threatened. Um, for sure, right? So um, started kind of getting into Facebook groups online. Um, like even just as like, you know, as much as it's blown up, like a real estate hacks. Um, I was in that when there was like 1,200, 1,300 members. And now there's like 17,000, right? But building that realtor to realtor referral base um, because not everyone had an Aurelia guy. There wasn't a, a young Aurelia agent that people felt good about referring to. So I became that person. Um, so lots of different little things. But um, again, you're still trying to figure out what, what works and what you enjoy. Um, if you don't like open houses, you're never going to be a good open house. Right? If you don't like calling people on the phone, you're probably not going to be the best cold caller. So you got to find what works for you and um, for me, it was kind of a, a triple down on what I was good at and not work on, not necessarily work on the things I'm not good at. So, you know, if you're, if you're like a, you know, um, I'm trying to think of like a reference, but like if you're um, a basketball player and you are like the best dribbler, you have the best vision, you have the best this, you have the best that, but you can't really shoot, you got to work on shooting. But you gotta like just get even like just make yourself the best at that, right? Like Rajon Rondo, um, one of the best point guards in the NBA for a while, could not shoot a free throw to save his life or anything else. You know, you think Shaquille O'Neal was ever a great free throw shooter? No, but he was like, I'm I'm big, powerful, dominant, and I'm gonna be the best at that and unstoppable on that. So play to so, your strengths is really the the key. Yeah, I mean, triple down on your strengths and forget your weaknesses. So um, there's always time to work on your weaknesses, but you can get we can get co- so caught up in trying to be, you know, the best at 20 different things. I just wanted to be the best at like two or three, right? And and just kind of like hammer down, triple down on that. And it was amazing when I just like, you just lose that negative energy, right? So well, you start to see success, to right? And then you 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 get that positive feedback, and that just pushes you forward. Absolutely. And, and I mean, there's nothing like positive reinforcement. Like when you get that back and when you see like the results coming, you want to do even more of that. Right. So um, when I go to an open house and all of a sudden I start converting from open houses, I'm like, man, let's do like seven open houses this weekend. Right. <laughs> so um, I'm not even going to make calls this week because that calls have been bad or whatever it is. Right. So, um, yeah, that was that was huge for me. Just a, it was a, kind of a mindset shift. Right. Um, you're trying to figure it out as a realtor, like we're we're on an island a lot right like we're by ourselves we're we're self-employed every day you wake up you're unemployed um you can wake up at one o'clock in the afternoon if you want to you're not gonna be successful probably right so you won't be eating um, that week (laughs) right you know and then i was talking to a couple agents this week that are 22 and 23 years old both making well into the five six hundred thousand gci it's insane right it makes me feel like an old person so um but one guy is like 6 a.m. to like 4 p.m. is like his day. The other guy is like 2 p.m. to like midnight at his day. Like they're complete opposites, but you got to find what works for you, right? So 
So you had mentioned open houses being a big part of it. What other pillars do you draw from for business? So now, I mean, online leads have been huge. Um, and the reason online leads have been huge um, is because no one else is in that space. Um, so in your area, I, you mean, in your market? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, you're looking at like a cost per lead for a buyer or seller in Toronto, GTA, you know, even where you are, like New Market, Aurora. Um, and then you start looking at it in Aurelia, and I'm like, okay, Aurelia, like no one, everyone's cheap. <laughs> they don't want to spend money. I'm like, I have no problem spending a little bit of money. I mean, 2017, I spent $5,000 on online leads and that turned turned into 137 in commission. It's that's like a 27 times multiplier. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah. So if I, if I told you like, Hey, listen, you give me a check for five grand. I'll give you one back for 137. You're going to make that deal every day, every day, every day. Right. So, um, when I saw that happening, I was like, wow, like that's, that's pretty good. And, and I started looking at it and I was like, I'm not even really doing a great job with the scripts or, or this or that. My conversion rate wasn't even good. It was like 1.6%. Which is kind of industry average, like one to 2%, right? Right, but all of a sudden, like I started like diving into like the scripts and like learning like the craft of the call and and learning from all these people that were like killing it, and I went from like one point six to two point four. Well, it doesn't sound like a big jump, but like that's fifty percent increase in conversion. So now that one thirty can turn into like two hundred and ten, like overnight. Like you're still spending the five grand, so now you're like five grand can turn into two hundred. Like that's insane. So. Um, just kind of dialing it in, like getting, getting fine-tuned. Um, and, and to be honest, a, a big change in that was, was starting with a hiring assistant. Um, she could do a lot of those things that, that, um, that I, A, didn't like to do, um, or B, found really time-consuming and took away from the money-making activities, which is what we should be doing, right? So, so let's um, dig into that for a second. When did you bring on the assistant? February 2017. Um, so I hired her in November 2016, um, when she was on another job coming back from a mat leave. When she came back from the mat leave, her job wasn't going to be there anymore. So we kind of had it in play for, for February. Now, I didn't know February 2017 was going to be an insane market like it was, um, or else I would have been like, no, no, you're starting in November. But uh, she, she kind of came in right into the craziness of the spring 2017 market. Um, if it was up to me, I probably would have hired an assistant or hindsight, I should have hired an assistant a year before that, because again, you don't know and you don't know, but, um, she allowed me to a work less hours than I was be home more for my, I only had one kid at the time, um, but make more money. So I was like her, her wage paid for itself times three. So I was making more money. I was home more. I was happier and I didn't have to do the things I didn't want to do. I was like, why did I not do this a year ago? Right. So, um, like listening to somebody like Diane Mitchell, like Diane Mitchell hired an assistant before her first deal. Right. It's like, how did you have that? Like insane that foresight? <laughs> foresight to be like, that's, and like, again, that's, it's hard. It's hard to be responsible for somebody else's, uh, his, you know, their, their income, their livelihood. Um, but it also makes you get up in the morning and go, right? So so this was a full-time assistant that came on right from the bat. So not part-time easing in, just full-time ready to rock. Now, how would you split that up in terms of the assistant's duties? How did that free you to then go ahead and produce more? So 
I had no idea what I wanted her to do until I started talking to other agents, team leaders that had assistants. And Chuck Charlton said, Drew, write down every single thing you do. And so I was like, okay. So I wrote down everything that, you know, every hat that I wore, essentially. It was like 65 hats, right? And I was like, okay, that's more than I thought it was, right? And then he said, go back and circle all the ones that you don't want to do. And then I circled all the ones I didn't want to do. And they were almost all, you know, administrative. Um, they were almost all non-real estate related. There was a few I didn't want to do, but as an agent, you've got to do them, right? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, in a perfect world, I'm not doing that, right? Right. But, um, so when I brought her on, I didn't really have like a, like a playbook for her, like, hey, here's your job, right? Um, I said, listen, we're going to figure this out together. Um, all, all I know is like, I'm committed to you, commit to me, and we're going to figure this out. And I slowly kind of handed through things as they came up. So I didn't have a plan of like, okay, you're going to learn how to do this. You're going to learn how to do that. You're going to learn how to do this. It was like, hey, we're going to do an offer. Um, someone just called us. They want to put an offer in. Ready to do an offer? She's like, no. Like, what, what do you mean? I've never done an offer. I was like, perfect. We're going to do this together, right? So um, I'm a pretty patient person when it comes to that. So I wasn't like, I need this offer done in 10 minutes. And she's like, never done an offer. So take an hour, get that offer done. And once that offer is done, send it back to me. I'll take a look at it. And every time she sent it back to me, it was perfect because that was her disc profile. She was a super high C, which is, you know, needs to be correct and creative and everything has to go. The margins have to be the same, color coded on everything. Whereas I'm like, where's the post-it note, right? I'm just yeah, get everything. Just get it done note. somehow. <laughs> get it done, right? So, um, which is taking a long time. But I was okay with that because I wasn't going to put pressure on her to be like, this needs to be done in 20 minutes. Like, yeah, in three months, we'll get this down to 20 minutes. But right now, if it takes an hour, I'm okay with that, right? Like, that's that's how I learn. You learn by doing, right? So Yeah. Um, so how did you find your so, assistant yeah. in the first place? Funny thing, I put on Facebook um, that I was going to be looking for an admin. And I had a few people message me about getting into real estate because they didn't want to be an assistant. And then one uh, who was a friend of my wife, but not... Um, close enough friend that if it didn't work out, there would be kind of like that uh, awkwardness. Yeah. So um, she was an executive assistant for five years. She messaged me, told me her story. I said, you know what? I think this would be a great fit. Um, we were talking about it, and then I put it on Indeed just to, to do that. During the first week that we had it on Indeed, um, I said, okay, let's do this, right? So I what I thought I did is I thought I canceled the, uh, the Indeed ad, which I didn't, but I canceled the ER. So I flipped the email, so I didn't get any emails. I'm like, oh, okay, we're good. So I hired her. When she started in February, so I hired her in November. When she started in February, I had 347 resumes that I had not even looked at. <laughs> the worst part was, it's like 15 of them. I knew who they were, and I didn't even, like, reply. Like, I felt like the biggest, oh, man, what a jerk, right? So, um I had to go back through 347 emails. And, like, you can weed out a ton of people just by the way they send an email. Sure. Um, I had four that just forwarded me an email from another job application. Like, it, in the subject line, it was, like, FWD colon um, Chevrolet administration position at, you know, the Buick dealer or whatever, right? I was like, what? I was like, please see attached. I'm like, okay, obviously we're not going to hire you. But, um Yes, she, she was great. Um, really good at kind of uh, t 
taking on the things that and she we, we got along it was somebody that i needed to to be able to um kind of I have, I have a car test if i can hop in a car with you and drive to ottawa and back i feel like i can work with you and if i don't see myself surviving a, a you know a drive to ottawa and back then i struggle to to employ you um because i i need you need to be able to like who you work with right and you need to be able to have fun and have some humility um was there growing pains absolutely um, hired her in February and in June we did a reno on our office and our receipts got mistakenly thrown out. So we had six months of receipts that went in the garbage. Amazing. That was a tough one. Yeah. yeah. And she broke down, she cried and I was just like that's a tough one. Yep. <laughs> I'm going uh, to go grab a coffee. You want coffee? And she's like like if you know if you want to fire me, fire. I'm like no, I'm not gonna fire you. Like it's, it's an honest mistake, right? I mean, like that's just I, things happen. Mm-hmm. Could there be like worse things that happen? Yeah. Could there be less worse things? Yeah. Right. But <laughs> digitize um, it all now. Just get it all digital. Then you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. But yeah, it was it was great. She's great. Um, she's on mat leave right now. Um, she really allowed me to kind of focus on on building a team and starting the team. And that's when the team kind of started was. Um, August of, of 17 or August, August of 16, I knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't really kind of start doing it until probably like July of 17. Um, and then it was, uh, it was, it was, it was interesting starting the team. <laughs> okay. So what was the motivation behind the idea of even starting a team? And then what was the experience of it? Because I know there were some interesting things that happened along the way. Yeah. So the biggest motivator for starting the team uh, was probably losing my mom. So my mom passed away August 10th, 2016. And when she passed, there was a lot of regret. And the regret was both on her, both on me, both on her dad. It's just a, there's, Whenever someone's passing, you, you realize what's important. And I didn't want to be the father that was working 95 hours a week. I didn't want to have a heart attack because of how stressed I was. Um, but I also knew that I had big goals and dreams for myself and my family, and I couldn't get there alone. So I started like getting busy enough that I was referring deals out to agents within my office, taking just a referral from it. But at the end of the day, that business is gone forever now. So... You know, I, I, I call Lauren and I'm like, hey, listen, you know, can you take this person out as a buyer? Just pay me a referral. Like, you just you do your thing. They buy, and then three years later, they're going to call you back, right? right? They're not calling me. And now that, that, that referral, you know, maybe it's a lifetime referral, maybe it's a one-time referral, whatever that agent's kind of deal is. Um, but I was like, no, how can I, like, how can I, like, do this better? Like, how can I keep this in-house and, and have that client for life? Because I didn't want to give away clients. Right. Um, I just wanted to leverage time, right? So you either have one or two things to leverage. It's usually time or money. And I had enough money that I didn't need to make a bunch of money, but I didn't have as much time. So I wanted more time. So I was leveraging somebody else's time to give them money. And then uh, I made three, I made three agent hires in a matter of like six months and oh for three. Yeah, it was a struggle. Um, Were they, um, in succession, like one, it didn't work out, another one didn't work out, or was it all at the same time? Uh, in succession with breaks in between. Um, thought, you know, let's, let's step back and figure this out. And then, okay, we haven't figured it out. I'm like, no, we don't step back. <laughs> so uh, 
one was somebody in my office, but that was basically that referral partner that I was sending deals to. And then I realized, you know, why they were kind of stuck at a certain level. They didn't want to work that hard. They, they liked me giving them clients. Um, here you go. Here's a client. Pay me my 25% referral. And, and they're like, yeah, cool. Done. I don't have to work for this one. So we want to buy a house today. Right. So, um, once it came down to, you know, actually accountability, they weren't, they weren't part of that. Right. The other one was uh, replied to my admin ad instead of one of the real estate. We met. She got her license. We nurtured her for the eight months that she was getting her license. And during that time, her motivations changed from what she wanted to do. And then once she got, became an agent, she just didn't want to, you know, oh, I'm not used to having my weekends and uh, evenings interrupted. Like, why did you get into real estate? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, um, well, you know, I, I was hoping to do this and this for the next, like, kind of three weekends in a row. It's like, so you can't do any open houses. You can't do like we have a contract that says you're going to do these many open houses and this and that. And so then again, took a big step back. And then uh, yeah, my third one, um, she just it was a cultural thing, um, and, and not cultural in terms of race, but just like the culture didn't her our cultures didn't align in terms of uh, she was a little bit negative. Um, if nothing was perfect, then she really struggled. Um, you know, if, uh, if someone was in the bathroom 10 minutes too long in the morning, her day was ruined because <laughs> you know, it's like just, she couldn't kind of, wasn't the right um, fit. Yeah. So culturally I just wasn't a good fit. I mean, I'm a super positive person, you know, ne no negative vibes. Like we have signs all over like positive vibes only very much Gary Vaynerchuk kind of stuff. Right. Mm. And, uh, we're just, I didn't have time for it. She was an energy vampire. Right. So, um, and it's hard to kind of pick that up sometimes and it, in an interview until now, you, you know, now all these things that I know about how to interview, what questions to ask have totally changed. Right. But, um, yeah, it's been, I've been great at my admins. My admins are both awesome and the agents has been, it's been a struggle, but, um, we got, we think we got to figure it out. Uh, now we have a new agent starting with us on Thursday and, uh, but yeah, that's, that's no longer the Macintosh team, right? No more Macintosh team. So. Right. Exactly. So let's get into that for a second. We're going to talk about this big change that happened. How did it all come about? How did the North Group thing happen? Uh, pretty organically. I mean, um, you know, it's not like I, I kind of was searching for change or searching for um, anything. Um, Amy Younger and the founder of North Group, you know, she's, she's definitely always has her eye out for the next opportunity, but she definitely didn't have, you know, barrier really necessarily on her radar. Um, so I met her at the same, actually the same conference I met you at, which was the Captain Black last year. In Niagara uh, Falls. Yeah, Niagara Falls. So that's where I met Amy. So that's November 2017, right? Um, and it was the day after her world had kind of changed. Her business partner and her had split up the day before the conference. Um, and she was just so authentic and so, like, just in the moment. And she had a million things going on, but she gave me the time. She looked at, you know, looked right at me and we talked and, we had a really good connection and I'm pretty good at, you know, when you find people you, you know, and like, you kind of connect to them right away. You and I, same thing. Like, yeah. Hey, listen, I don't care if you're Century 21, Remax, Royal Page, Keller Williams. I really don't care. I just want my clients to be taken care of. Right. So right. I build that kind of referral network. And, um, and that's all I was kind of going there for was to talk about, you know, the building of a team in the first 24 months and, and, and network with other agents and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Share my story. Um, so I met her, um, She's like, she sent me a message right after. 
Drew, so uh, so great to finally meet you. I've watched you on social media, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there going, Amy Younger watches me on social media? <laughs> and she's just like, in my mind, she's this huge, like, powerhouse um, social media person, which she is, don't get me wrong. But um, for her to, like, watch me, I was like, oh, okay. Like, maybe more people are watching than I think are watching, right? So Yeah, sometimes um, you don't always get that feedback right away with a, a like or whatever, but there are always people watching in the background and you don't realize it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and then I started just, like, kind of jokingly messaging her, like, hey, if you ever come up to, if you ever expand to Barry and Aurelia, um, you know, we should chat. She's like, yeah, hey, you never know, right? Like, kind of just, we kind of just both played it off. Sure. And then... Forget what it was how we were just she was doing some stuff and oh uh well the one of the big things was um Corey Harding Keys. So she was a partner that I had, had for uh, referrals down in Mississauga. And she made the change to North Group. And That's right. Corey is somebody that I had a ton of respect for and I knew that she was doing crazy numbers. Um like seven fifty kind of GCI numbers. I don't know exactly but like big numbers, right? And she's been in the business fourteen years and all, all these kind of things. And she made a change to North Group and that really caught my attention because I was like, okay, like this person here who is doing way more business than I'm doing saw the value in in leaving what she's been doing and grinding for for the last fourteen years to to, to partner with it. So that really caught my attention because you know, there's a little bit of pride where when you have your name on something, right? Um, you know, seeing your name on the sign, seeing your face on the sign, there's pride. Um, and don't get me wrong, it, it it feels good to like, you know, people acknowledge you like, hey, yeah, you're that real estate agent. You're Drew, right? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, like, I you see know, your signs everywhere. There's a little bit of that. <laughs> and so let's pick up. Let's pick up right now where you are today so you're a part of north group which is uh in keller williams right so you changed companies you joined a team so you're a i guess how would you describe it a satellite yeah almost like a franchise um so yeah i mean it's expansion so the expansion model um would be that uh we have a hub in toronto so the hub is where our operations manager um transaction coordinator you know um, marketing coordinator, all of that are based out of Toronto. So as real estate has gone so digital, um, you definitely, you don't need as many people necessarily in house. You can have them kind of remotely. Right. So, um, they're there 100% to back us up in every way possible. But in order for somebody to expand out of their market, um, they would need a kind of market expert and a, a team leader. So, if Amy just wanted to, like, saw an opportunity for growth in Barry and Aurelia, but didn't have anyone to kind of lead that, she's trying to lead that from Toronto, a bunch of agents in Barry Aurelia, and it's hard to lead remotely, right? So, right. Um, if so, for me, it was like, okay, an opportunity to. So, I'm my title, I guess, would be expansion partner um, for Barry and Aurelia. So, I'm part of North Group, which is based out of Toronto, like King uh, King and Spadina, like St. Clair West, King West. Um, Corey's the expansion partner for North Group Mississauga. Uh, Which is just Cassidy. west of Toronto for those that uh, don't just know west the area. Of Toronto. And then uh, we have uh, Desmond, who is the expansion partner for Brampton, which is just, uh, I guess, northwest of Toronto. Um, and then I'm the expansion partner for Barry and Aurelia. So within an hour and a half kind of 
in the GTA circle, there's four locations right now. Um, but for me, yeah, it's just I've always um, I've always rathered the the assist and the goal. That's kind of the analogy I use. I'm a sports guy, so um, you know, you're talking hockey. I'd rather I'm I'd rather be like kind of the the Gretzky, even though I have a ton of goals. But or I'd rather be the the Sidney Crosby than the Alexander Ovechkin. Um, I I'm not. I'm not the scorer. I, I, I mean, I, I like to score. I like to sell houses. I love, I love that. But I love selling houses more for my clients than I do for myself. Um, you know, football reference, Barry Sanders. You know, every time he got a touchdown, he didn't see him celebrate because you got to act like you've been there before. Um, but when another agent under me or somebody who I've empowered gets something done, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so jacked for them. I'm like, because I help them get to a point that they never thought they could get to. Right. Right. And that's Amy's mindset is like, she wakes up and she's like, how can I make my expansion partners and my team better? And every day we wake up in our calendar and we write what we're grateful for every day. And it just puts you in the right mindset. Um, so for me, I could see myself five, seven years down the road, not selling any houses maybe, except for to, you know, say friends, family, and, and people that are already in my sphere, but not looking for any kind of new business and just empowering others. Just being in that so, leadership role, uh, mentoring, training, assisting. 100%. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, if I was going to make a million dollars and work 120 hours a week, I mean, yeah, you have a lot of money and you can have a pretty good life, but like how, how you know, successful are you really? Um, that's not how I measure success is in money, but time with my kids, you know, the ability to kind of do what I want when I want. Um, so instead of making a million dollars, if I could make $200,000 and take that 800,000 and empower 16 people by putting $50,000 extra in their pocket that they couldn't get there without my leadership and North group and our leadership, that's, that's right. That's where I would call being successful. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Be- I don't need to make a million dollars. I mean, I live in Aurelia. Our average priced home is less than four hundred thousand. Um, you can have an amazing, amazing life making less than a hundred thousand. So, why, you know, why chase a million dollars from a sales perspective? Um, let's just, you know, chase chase value, right? Chase adding value to people's life, and the success will come. Absolutely. So, so let me ask you a question about coaching and uh, and systems. So. When you first started, you were looking into Josh's programs. Yep. From there, um, you've gone into online leads. So uh, let's maybe break it down to where are your where is your business coming from now? You, are you still doing open houses? Yep. And still doing, online still leads as well. Months. Yeah, online leads is still big. Uh, open houses are still doing a minimum two a month. Um, sometimes it's three, depending on kind of how weekends line up or uh, clients. Some clients don't want open houses. Um, well, we're just starting to farm, um, so we hadn't done any farming until we've partnered with North Group, and so door knocking will be uh, will be implemented pretty soon. Um, for us, it's not going to be traditional door knocking. There's, you know, in, in the farm areas, it's going to be a little bit more of the just listed and just solds. Um, so circle prospecting farming. Circle prospecting is going to be kind of a, a big a big one for us. Um, are you assisting that, or not assisting? Are you supplementing that with postcards? Yeah. Okay, so you're doing mailers, and you're going to be uh, supplementing that with uh, knocking on doors and, and that type of thing. So yeah, the just list isn't just sold. Um, physically, we're going to door knock the houses with the postcards, essentially. Um, so the mailers, um, we're we're looking into, like you know, kind of partnering up with you know Canada Post and stuff like that to do the mailers. But 
right now every mailer we're hand delivering because we're kind of isolating it right around the the just listed and just solds um so you're so knocking we, on those doors and you've got yeah. some sort of script that you're following correct okay yeah so um if we knocked on 100 doors we might only have 30 that open right um but the other 70 we're just kind of stuffing it in the uh, the weather stripping of their front door or whatever right. it's somewhere they're going to see it um, not putting it in their mailbox because it gets lost in the mail, right? So something that they physically have to like take away. Um, you know, we're pretty careful with people that have like the no solicitation. We obviously don't we don't do that on those guys, but um, yeah. So circle prospecting definitely is huge. Um, open houses is big. Online leads is big, um, and you know, sign calls. Um, all all those things are providing you know more leads than we can handle sometimes. So um, it's been uh, it's been a great change. Um, it's been a big change. Uh, we're kind of the, the guinea pigs a little bit with the, the expansion. As much as they had done two other expansions before us, they, we were the first non-KW people to come to KW and partner with North Group. Right. We're also the first non-TREB, which is Toronto Real Estate Board. So we're the first non-kind of board members to join. So there are some growing pains, absolutely, but um, we're all better for it, right? I mean, the, the systems that they have. Um, have taken us to another level and some of the things that we were doing that they never even considered has helped to take North Group to another level. So, um, you know, that's a true, a true win is when it's a win-win, right? So Absolutely. Fantastic. So that's where you're looking. That's your future now. I mean, this is very recent. What was it, a month ago that, that this was announced? September 18th, my birthday, yeah. <laughs> I remember leading up to it, I got a little bit of a, a sneak peek that this was coming, but uh, did, yes. I kept my lips sealed, so. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Now, let me put you in a slightly different space. Let's say um, you have a friend or a nephew or a niece or somebody that's getting into the business somewhere else in North America. Yep. They don't know anybody. They've just moved there. What would you suggest to them from day one to grow their business uh, gradually in year one and then into the future? So it's the hardest thing is probably day one. What do I do? So my, my honest uh, opinion would be to take a real estate course before you get your license. You mean so, like outside training, not the course for the licensing? Correct, yes. So um, a Joshua Smith course or um, – you know, uh, whoever, whoever, whatever coach that you find, and it, you know what, and it truly does not matter. Um, there's so much crossover in the coaching that, you know, they just have different spins on different things. But anything that will give you some kind of a, a game plan for day one, you are going to be leaps and bounds ahead of every other agent that is on a day one. Because for me on day one, I showed up and I sat down on my laptop and I was like, now what? <laughs> Sweet, right? I am solely responsible for my income right now. And that's scary. So if I would have had, you know, and, and again, it's scary to spend money before you even have a sniff of making money. But, you know, spend $1,000 on a course that is going to be 12 weeks long. And then you know that at the end of the 12 weeks, you're doing your last test anyway. Um, don't worry about things like, um, well, I want to focus on getting my license first because I don't want to have – these other things like cross over and screw up my testing. If you're going to pass your real estate test, you're going to pass your real estate test. Um, I, I just think that if I had day one, a game plan, 
man, like my first year would have been even better than it was. And I had a pretty good first year. Like, you know, relatively speaking, the average agent does what, six deals a year or something like that? Even less uh, in the Toronto real estate board. <laughs> yeah, less, less than six, right? So an average agent in their first year is probably like one to two on average. I don't even know, to be honest. So to do 13, I was happy, but I know I could have done 25 if I would have taken a course before before day one. So what is the course going to give? The course is going to give you some sort of game plan, maybe uh, put a business plan together with your goals in mind, break that down step by step, piece by piece, and find uh, particular ways of generating and following through with that business? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know a business plan is a great place to start. Um, you know, I, did, I hadn't done a business plan until I was coaching with Kathleen Black. Um, and that was the first time I'd done a business plan since college. Because I never looked at my real estate as a business until I needed to, like, okay, no, this is my business, right? So um, I think that if you had a 20-year goal for where you wanted to be in 20 years, which is hard to think sometimes, but even a 10-year goal, five, whatever the goal is, having those systems from a course gives you that breakdown of how to work backwards from that goal. So in five years, if I want to gross a million dollars, okay, well, where do I need to be in four years then? Where, and then so all the way back to, you know, if I want to do that, how many calls do I need to make today? Right? So right. if I know that, if you know the conversion rates and you know that, you know, how many calls leads to an appointment, how many appointments lead to a client, how many clients lead to, you know, a, a sale, then you can kind of step back and be like, okay, this is easy. I know that I need to make one call every hour, every week. It's like, well, that's pretty easy. I can make a call an hour. That's no big deal. But when you start looking at, I need to make, you know, eight calls a day. Well, okay, eight calls a day doesn't seem that bad. But it's like, okay, so in a five-day week, I got to make 40 calls. And 40 calls starting to kind of, that number starting to kind of creep up there. Seems a bit overwhelming. Yeah, now you're 220 calls a month. You know, by the time you factor in the extra week, it's like, Ooh, that's a that's a big number, 220 calls or whatever it is. So all all of a sudden, your time, I got to make 3,000 calls in a year. Like, <laughs> that's a huge number, right? Like 3,000 is a massive, massive number. But when you break it down to one call an hour, you're like, oh yeah, I could do that. So I think a lot of us um, we get overwhelmed um, with big numbers, big you know, big goals, big aspirations, but. When you break it down to, if I make a call an hour, I'm going to make a million dollars in five years. And it's that simple sometimes. And real estate is not easy, but it's simple. And we try and make it more complicated than it is. We try and reinvent the wheel. We try and find that that one silver bullet of like success, that magic pill. Yeah. It isn't. There just isn't a magic pill. Um, I, I truly believe real estate is simple, but not easy. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm 31. Uh, I'm in the millennial generation. My generation wants everything to be easy. Um, and right now. <laughs> absolutely. Like, you know, we want to make an impact, whatever that means. And we want to be able to do everything yesterday. So, okay, well, you know, real estate and like, like everything that's worth doing, it's going to take time, right? You know, you're, there's no overnight success in real estate. Um <laughs> Overnight success in real estate probably looks like somebody who's five years into the business and has grinded for five years and taken two days off in the last five years. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I find that 
the key to real estate success, if you will, is uh, consistent persistence and that you're, you're consistently persistent. You push through those times where it's a little bit frustrating and you're, you know you're consistent with your game plan and you do what you need to do day in and day out and then you will get where you need to be. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Gary Keller said, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a KW now, but I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a rah, rah, Gary Keller kind of guy. Um, you only drank half the Kool-Aid, right? That's right. Yeah. Only the good Kool-Aid, not the bad stuff. Um, but he said, make peace with boredom. Right. And so that, that, that was a huge quote for me because sometimes it is boring making a call every hour and doing the same things and following um, that routine. It is. I mean, there is routine, but every day is still going to be different in real estate. Yep. I have yet to have two days that are the exact same. Um, but I've also yet to have two days where I wasn't kind of consistent, right? So consistent persistence is great. It's a great term. I like that. Um, but yeah, make peace with boredom. Um, lots of little quotes like that. Success is lonely. So find people that, you know, are in your tribe. When you're successful, you're going to have friends that are going to be envious and jealous and think that you're overpaid and not worth this and that's ridiculous and that. I have two friends that I can openly like, this is how much money I made this year. And they're like, Drew, that's effing awesome, right? Like, keep killing it. Like, so proud, like, you're blah, 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 whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Other people will be like, that's ridiculous. You know, it's way too much money. You're overpaid. Okay, well, the, you know, A, go get your license if you want, if you think it's that easy. Um, but the average realtor makes like 40 something thousand, right? And then they get to pay out the splits and like you're making minimum wage. So, no benefits, no guaranteed salary and all that. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So it's just have realistic expectations, but you know, always, I've always kind of been a, a shoot for the moon, uh, land, or shoot for the stars or whatever the term is. Shoot for the shoot stars, for the land on the moon. Land on the moon, right? Yeah. So um, I've yet to hit my yearly goal. I've never hit my yearly goal ever. Um, and yet because, you keep going on that trajectory, right? percent. My, my line is literally almost like a straight line on a 45 degree angle. Um, keep adding, you know, a hundred plus thousand to my bottom line almost every year. But it's, it pushes you for me. It pushes like when I like get just shy of a goal, uh, I had a broker say, well, Hey, listen, like I can flip you a deal. And just so you can hit that number to get that next level on the awards. I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't earn that. I don't deserve that. I appreciate, you know, asking me, but no, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna triple that next year. Or we're gonna double whatever it is, right? So, um, you know, finding. So for me, again, back to the original question. Day one, <laughs> I would have a plan in place with some kind of a coaching thing beforehand, um, and I would find one to three people that truly have um, your best interest at heart. And it might not be in your office, and it might not be your broker, um, it might not be in your city, but get into the social sphere, get into, you know, a podcast, get into whatever and find somebody who you can legit have a conversation with that is going to be like, this is what I would do, or this is how I've done it or whatever that is. And there's way more people than you believe out there that will help you. Yeah. I found the same thing. You and I had a very similar path and I reached out to several different people when I got into this business and a lot of them were very welcoming and very open. I, I find it helps if you reach outside of your immediate area, definitely, as we touched on earlier. But that's a huge thing. And then you can and take on this this quasi sort of mentorship role with these people. 
yep. and uh, and it helps guide you in the right path. So that's fantastic. Some great takeaways there, Drew. Anything you want to leave these fine people with uh, in terms of mindset, success, maybe books to check out? Um, any last words of advice or wisdom? Uh, I mean, words of I would say the books you talk about. I don't have any specific books. I would just say read. Um, I try and read one a month, which is like I know I can read one a week. Um, but it's you know for me it's audiobooks, not not hardcover books. But just always always look to improve yourself. Um, it's hard for us to spend money on a course to, to self-improve when we'd rather just spend money to get leads, but you can't lead others until you can lead yourself. So you need to invest in yourself to be the best you because, um, the best you is, is a pretty awesome person, right? So, um, don't be anyone but you. If you like wearing three piece suits, wear your three piece suit. Right. If you if you're a golf shirt and golf pants kind of guy, rock that. Um, if you don't like dresses as a as a woman, don't wear a dress because that shit shows. Right. People be authentic. See the, be authentic. Be be you. Um, and when you can be a your authentic self, it's amazing what's happening. What's possible. Fantastic. Thanks so much for taking the time, Drew. Really appreciate it, bud. My pleasure, man. Oh wait, before we go, as we've talked about it before, but where are you for people that are interested in sending you referrals? Uh, so we are in Barrie and Aurelia, again, just outside the GTA, just north of Toronto, um, and we handle all the surrounding areas, so uh, kind of within a half-hour circle around Barrie, half-hour circle around Aurelia. Um, that's kind of as far, basically, like, up to where you are, um, and <laughs> that's basically, yeah, like, we, we're we very big on realtor-to-realtor referrals. It's one of our, our bread and butters um, because it's just, it's one of the best kind of uh, the trusted sources, right? So, um we don't work out of our area. We refer everything out um, because we believe that, you know, reciprocity will all come back to us, right? So Absolutely. And where can they get a hold of you? Where's the best place to find you? So northgroup.com. Um, and through there, they have all of our expansion locations. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you just Google Drew McIntosh, I uh, should hopefully pop up if I've done my Google stuff right. Um, but, yeah, northgroup.com or northgroupberry.com, uh, um, they'll both come up. Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, all that kind of stuff. So we're pretty easy to find. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Drew. Take care, man. All right. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land. I just wanted to say thank you so much. I truly appreciate you for your support and for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share this all over social media, and especially share it with a realtor that you know that might be having a difficult time finding their own path to success. I'll see you on the next episode.